you out with Webb? Like, do you think he's going to be one of the most popular uh, come lineup locks on Thursday? Well, I'll, I'll do my part in making him the most popular for sure. This is Swipe Rice Sports. It is your sports pod hookup. I'm your host, Bobby Adcock. That Webb Simpson. Hmm. You know, I was watching Color of Money this past week in preparation for another one of our top five movie podcasts. We're preparing for Martin Scorsese's top five. So I was watching Color of Money and that scene in Atlantic City in Eddie, Fast Eddie Felson's first tournament he's playing this guy he goes i didn't deserve that and newman just goes yes you did <laughs> that's that's how i felt when uh listening to that web simpson and going yeah it's my fault it's my fault just you know too uh too sure of myself and uh yeah it happens but we're back we're back again for uh, the PGA Tour. We were just doing kind of majors and the, the bigger tournaments before, but again, I think I've had some kind of renewed uh, passion or just uh, maybe maybe just taking things for granted, right? It's like, hey, let's celebrate the littlest thing we can get our hands on, like the RBC Heritage um, at Hilton Head this week for the PGA Tour. So. Um, I'm just excited to have anything back to uh, take my mind and all of our minds off of everything that is going on. So I am bringing Kyle Robert back in here. We're going to do the grouping segment. Why don't I just stop talking and let's get to it now. Here it is. It's the RBC Heritage DFS breakdown from uh, Kyle Robert and myself. Enjoy. Oh, and one more thing. I'm going to lay some Hans Zimmer tracks underneath the discussion because, I mean, why does anyone do anything? It's because they can. And, I mean, who are we kidding? With him involved, it's just going to make Kyle and I sound like we're smarter and maybe like we know what we're talking about. So, uh, you know you love it. It's Hans. He makes everything better. Let's do it. All right, we are back, and I am joined again by Kyle Robert. He's at NotoriousKRO on Twitter. Kyle, how are you? Not too bad, Bobby. Um, it was nice to have golf back. Uh, it was nice to not only have a tournament that was fun for all four days, but uh, a loaded field like the the leaderboard on Sunday was full of major champions full of past winners full of interesting compelling golfers that um, you know they really they really set the, really set the bar high with their return on uh, this week or last week I guess yeah and I like um, you can tell they did this in a way where they vetted like the best players and said okay if we're gonna come back we're gonna do it these events and I think they got some sign-offs from like, hey, 
we need we need the stars to play here. So mm-hmm. it is nice um, that they came back and I think in a smart way where even this week you'll see a tournament what we're going to get to. But again, stacked field, an event that typically does not have that. So um, yeah, it was great. I, I agree as well. Uh, nice to have one professional sport back. Of course, we hope we can get more uh, as we move forward into this new world. But um, how how did you fare DK-wise? It was a mixed bag. Um, I ended up making, I ended up breaking about even. So I had I had a couple lineups that were awesome. I had a little too much Ricky Fowler for uh, anyone's good. Um, yeah. So that that was probably my biggest misstep of the uh, of the weekend. But lots of Bryson, lots of Justin Rose, lots of uh cory connors who came through in a big way for me not only on dk but uh betting wise as well um so yeah so pretty pretty solid weekend um i got like i told you uh i got a little too aggressive for my own good but uh didn't end up killing me so i'm i'm very happy and uh keep this keep this train rolling down the track how about you yeah not so great for me um you you can tell me this sometimes i do this because i don't want to i get i don't want to keep track of it like 25 guys so sometimes i will set a six-man lineup and that will be my lineup for let's say like eight different lineups so i'll just it's Mm -hmm. this so i'll do that just okay these six guys i gotta keep track of it was going well until one web simpson who i uh (laughs) who i lathered up all over last week um he was one of the one of the big names and there were several big names to really miss out on the weekend so i mean if you had him you know dj ricky like you said even uh, Rom and uh, Leishman, you know, not not bigger name, but a top 30 guy in the world. And then uh, other guys like Kucher, uh, Kevin Na, and even your boy Lanto. Uh, he he yeah. missed out too, but uh, he, he's not that expensive. But um, some of the bigger names, you know, it, a lot of guys missed that cut. And if I think if you had one of those guys as I did, um, it, it was a tough weekend. So I still managed to finish those lineup that, that the other five guys I had did good enough where. I was just below the cash line. I was flirting with it all day Sunday. I was hoping I could stay in it because it would have about broke me even. But um, at the end of the day, it was about 30 points below. And then, you know, it was, well, okay, tough week. So, um, but that's why we have this week, of course, Kyle. Exactly. And it is the RBC Heritage. And it is played every year at Harbortown Golf Links, Hilton Head, South Carolina. So um, in this... Just so the audience knows, every year, this is the Masters Hangover Tournament. Um, and it usually has, that results in very soft fields. Um, mm-hmm. you know, just not a lot of the, a lot of the bigger guys came off that major. They're skipping this week. So that's different now. This week, um, like we talked about, I think they're doing a good job getting all these stars back in. So this is another stacked, loaded field. You're going to see most of the top players in the world play here. And a lot of guys who don't, this is a normal stop for them. So one of those things where course history, eh, how much do you factor it in for some of these guys who have built up some really uh, successful records here? Well, a lot of that, as we can tell, is also partially based on softer fields. So something to consider as we're talking through this. And um, yeah, I think we, we're going to do what we always do. We're going to do the groupings and we're going to start below anything to add before we get to the first group. So we're seeing Hideki Matsuyama, Brand yep. Snedeker, and uh, one other golfer, I'm I'm totally blanking right now. 
uh, one other decent sized name for the first time. So uh, I'm curious to see kind of the the general reaction. I, obviously, as we kind of run through these names, we'll we'll see. And then I'm curious to see how you feel about some of the guys that really didn't perform well last week and 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 how how we come back but yeah let's dive into it let's talk about guys 6.4k and below yeah and, and I, we will talk about that and it, it, i think um we'll get to it but some of these price ranges it got pretty interesting this week there's been some adjustments mm-hmm. on some of these bigger guys so let's start as you said a 6.4k below there are i believe six gentlemen i asked about and they are aaron watts doc redmond Nate Lashley, Stuart Sink, Kevin Chappell, and Kyle Stanley. Pick one and maybe pivot to your second favorite. It's an interesting group um, if you're getting down this low. And I, I think this week I might actually delve this far just because I think this course is gettable for, for different kinds of players. I think the older guy that doesn't crush it off the tee uh, but is super consistent you know, always finds himself in the fairway. Uh, will find a home in a lot of my lineups, and then the bombers, who, you know, obviously this is this is kind of like we had last week, right? Where we don't you don't necessarily need to crush it off the tee to be effective, but if your second shot is a wedge instead of a six iron or a five iron, uh, you're gonna feel a lot better. And so some of the bombers with that, you know, that that second shot power, uh, are also guys that that kind of pop up for me. Um, yeah, I. The two names, I guess, that, you know, down in this range, uh, of the ones you mentioned, Nate Lashley is a guy that pops for me. Um, it, you know, I did a, I did a model over on Fantasy National. I, I you know, we got Bermuda putting surfaces. Uh, the fairways, I, I did a little more difficult, average difficult this week, just because um, while it's not super tough to hit them, you really need to be in the fairways uh, with the trees, with the stuff lining the lining the fairways. That if you find yourself in the rough, you find yourself in the trees, you're going to be in for a long day getting out of there. Um, so yep. yeah, so I, I I went that way. Obviously, less than 7,200. Um, and, and Lashley pops for me. He he's 20th uh, in strokes gain total. Uh, up, uh, good uh, good uh, no, fourth over uh, off the tee, fourth approach. Um, and, and really ex- impressive. The other guy that was kind of interesting that didn't make the list is Sepp Straka. Um, yep. And I know he he's definitely a guy like that does really well on Bermuda that uh, can be really effective. His his um, his around the green green play hasn't been great um, in his last this is based on last twenty four rounds, but. Um, I, I feel like that's something where if that pops at, at this price range, all I need him to do is make the weekend and, and be interesting. Um, and I think he can definitely do that. Yeah, Seth was a guy last year, too, who um, kept popping up uh, statistically in a lot of the things that I was doing. And uh, he, he kind of tailed off a little bit um, towards mm-hmm. the end of last season to begin this one. But he had some really nice form at the end of uh, last year. He was a guy, if you were mixing him in those lives was a great guy for uh, DFS and a lot of savings to boost uh, your remaining price per player up. So uh, I like Sepp Straka there. Get him while he's on the way back up. Um, and I like what you said about favoring accuracy over power again this week. I think last week's um, course was a, a fair comp uh, in terms of just if you're leaning towards you know power versus accuracy, definitely a week for accuracy here as well. 
And um, I'm going to stick with Doc Redman. Uh, he just continues to kind of do that job of making cuts at this price range, which is kind of what you're going for. And I also think he's just like one of those younger ascending players that's going to get better. You want to get these guys on the way up. So um, I think he's uh, one of those players. I like Doc Redman here. If I had to pivot, uh, maybe maybe some Aaron Wise here. He was, you know, uh, a mm-hmm. year, year ago, rookie of the year. Um, again, a young guy on the way up. So I like Aaron Wise as well here. But like you said, interesting group here. Um, Stuart Sink, course history, 15 of 20 cuts made, seven yep. top 25s, five top 10s. Uh, you know, he knows the place really well. Uh, even Kyle Stanley, who's playing really well a couple of years ago, started to come on a little bit uh, at the end of last year. So interesting to see if he can regain some form. Um, he seems like he would be more closer to the, maybe the, the $7,500 range um, under normal circumstances, but he needs to play better first. So, um, all right, interesting there. Let's go to three guys who are all priced at 6500 exactly. It is your Lanto Griffin, Keith Mitchell, and Pat Perez. What say you? Uh, I'm going kill a Keith this week. I always find myself <laughs> gravitating towards him when we get on Bermuda. It, it's it, I don't know what it is, but uh, he he traditionally just he seems more comfortable. I actually read an interview, you know, where he was talking about playing on uh, bent grass, I believe, and he was just saying like in, in terms of his ability to focus on the grass, it just, it's a challenge for him. But uh, when he gets on Bermuda, it's like it's like being home. It's like having a home cooked meal and um, you know, he performs well and, and, and seems to putt really well. And, um, you know, putting is one of those things that's, that's pretty, you know, not super consistent on a week to week basis. But, uh, if Keith gets hot with that putter, he can be a guy that finds himself in, you know, millimaker lineups, uh, finds himself not necessarily in contention, but maybe just outside of contention. Um, and, uh, you know, where we're targeting right now. Um, you know he's he's a nice saving. So if you can if you want to play some some guys at the top of the board, uh, you can definitely make that work. Yeah, I like that too. And um, also, to date on tour, 57th ranked for Keith on strokes game putting. So he's been improving there. Um, and I think uh, he is primed as well for kind of a he's soon. Maybe not this year. Maybe next year. But he's going to get that tour championship type season here soon. Um, I like him a lot. He's also has a at least he's had one win on tour, I think, already. So, mm-hmm. um, are you upset with Lanto Griffin? Uh, yeah. I mean, he was right there for me last week. I think if he, he like he like one shot, I think is is and he's in the he makes the weekend and and I feel a lot better with him. Um, yeah, I'm just I don't know. He he's going he's going into the into the doghouse for a week. We'll see how he performs. Um, and, and you know potentially he'll he'll find a, a way back into my heart and in my lineups uh, yeah next week we'll get to my web simpson later but uh, i don't know if i have i don't know what to do anymore with him but uh mm-hmm. okay here my pick would be uh i think i'm gonna go with pat perez i think i just yeah. like him as a person in general um uh, so i and he's also course history here six of eleven four top 25s one top 10 um Strokes gains approach 51st on tour for the year, 75th in strokes gain putting. So he's decent uh, statistically so far, and uh, I, I would just take my chances here with a, a veteran and him, and uh, probably Mitchell next, and then Griffin, like you said, maybe cool off for a week. So 
Yep. Are are you anything to add before we move on to the next group? Yeah, so I was just going to say Perez is a guy that does really well in my model. Um, has, struggles a little bit off the tee, but uh, this is a course where you can kind of work around that. And, um, you know, older guys in general are, are, are going to be a lot more, you know, targets for me this week um, than traditionally just because of the course setup, because of the way it plays um, and the ability where even if you're not, you know, crushing it off the tee, um, you'll be fine because a lot of the off the tee shots are going to be shorter hits. You want to be laying up. Um, and Perez is a guy that like, you know, in this range, you don't need him to win. You just need him to, to make the weekend and, and be interesting. And I think he can absolutely do that. Yeah. And that's a great point. Probably not going to see a ton of drivers on the drive on the tee box. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, Let's go to this is 66 to 67k. I believe I asked about six guys here, and uh, the names get really it starts to get really interesting, I think, uh, in these ranges because it's just tougher, tougher decisions. So it is Tom Hogue or Hoagie, uh, Eric Van Ruin EVO, mm-hmm. Charles Schwartz, Jazz, we'll leave it there, uh, <laughs> my, my Matthew Neesmith, mm-hmm. and last year's winner, CT Han. Uh, well, you left my guy off the list in this range, and that's Siwoo Kim. Um, oh. And and maybe this is a guy that I should be considering more for betting and less for, um, you know, DK, because he he's he's a real wild card. Like you could have a you could he's going to be a guy that either is going to miss the weekend or like be incredible and just absolutely you know be in Millie Maker lineups, be a guy that wins you a ton of money. Um, I'm gonna go with that. Uh, he in my model, he's second with tied with Dustin Johnson in terms of strokes gained. Uh, he's second t- tee to green. He's second uh, uh, or he's fifth um, strokes gained. He's sixth off the tee, uh, seventh around the green. Um, he does really well in this kind of course, and this is a guy that's been in contention at this course before. Um, and at this price tag, he is going to be a guy that I don't know that I'm going to be overweight on, but I'm definitely going to find some find some GPP lineups where where I take advantage of him because I think his upside is like can win the win win the tournament. And obviously his downside is he shoots an eight over and misses the uh, weekend. But I, I think he's definitely a guy that if you want some upside, if you want a guy who could pop, uh, he's definitely um, that guy for me. Yeah, his downside is he gets shoots like me uh, and shoots mm-hmm. like a, a, a 95. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I he was a guy last season who I had just had a tough, uh, tough relationship with. Like you said, uh, just maddening uh, the swings with him. And the, the reason for his price is what it is, right? Like he like you said. You can see him in contention as one of the final pairings on Sunday, or he's going to be—he could be out Thursday. <laughs> you at right. the end of the day, you right. see him go, okay, done. So, um, yeah, I, he's a really interesting guy. He always kind of pops up there as someone who you go, uh, I just get scared. So, I'm going to continue with my uh, Neesmith truther narrative. Um, <laughs> he again made another cut like Doc Redmond last week, um, and just kind of, kind of just gets that job done for what you need in his price range. Um, and I think it's just another one of those younger guys kind of on their way up. So he just continued to play well. He was playing really well going into the uh, shutdown and came out. And again, um, another another solid performance. So, and again, statistically, if you look at ball striking 26, which I love. 
Strokes game approach, 37. Strokes game punting, 41. Just a very nice, solid, all-around game from this group. So that's where I'd be going. Um, and I think a guy who maybe in that Siwoo Kim range, if he had a straight bet of the guys that I listed, who would be a straight bet to win? I mean, we got we got ranges. We got we got Jazz at 321. We got EVO at 170. Yeah, EVR would be my pick. Uh, I think his I think he's got a lot of Siwoo and a guy that I was backing last week. Um, he's kind of in that Lanto bucket right now for me, but I, I still want to you know look deeper into what he could do. Uh, but I, he's a guy that I've seen contend with the best in the world and not falter, not you know completely poop his pants uh, because he's playing with the the elite of the elite. So if I had to uh, if I had to to, to back one of these guys, um, it would definitely be him. And now if we're talking, you know, top 20 bet, top maybe even top 10 bet, someone like Charles Schwartzel would be interesting for me. Um, a, a guy that has played this course a few times, has had some top 25s, uh, has a top 10, I think can be consistent. Like, I don't think his upside is winning the tournament, but if he's 7th or 5th or 11th, uh, you know, on at the end of the day, Sunday, I would be shocked in the slightest. Yeah, and I like, uh, I agree with the EVR pick. I said EVO before, my bad. Uh, EVR, <laughs> um, I agree with that. I think he's played really well on some of the bigger European events, so he can handle the, the fields like you discussed. So um, I think he's a nice straight betting play. Uh, anything to add for you to the next group? Let's move. Let's keep it moving. And uh, we have... Again, names. These these names are getting really interesting here. Five guys in the price range of sixty-eight to sixty-nine hundred. All of these guys are one hundred and seventy to one straight up. It is Chess and Hadley, Harry Higgs, Matt Wallace, Danny Willett, and Ches Reedy. Uh, it's Chess and Hadley for me. It, he's a guy that uh, does really well in the model that I've set up seventh total uh strokes gained um actually putts really well on uh on bermuda so and his around the green game you know traditionally struggles but if that gets fixed one week i mean these guys are professionals these guys are you know some of the best in the world for a reason and they can make minor tweaks um and it may not be consistent for the rest of their career but um can do really well and um you know played played pretty well he finished uh, 23rd last week at the charles schwab yep. as we mentioned this is a very kind of you know is similar in terms of you don't need to be a bomber you need to move you know work your way around the course uh putt pretty well have a good approach um you know he had 5.7 strokes gain last week 4.1 on his uh approach so you know he's a guy that that really stands out uh, among this group for me Okay, and before we get to my selection here out of this group, um, are you are you trademarking this model? What's going on? Uh, I, you know, it's something that like I, I just kind of I've been using, um, and I, I kind of you know tweak it each each course, um, and and kind of find guys that that tend to pop in this, you know, or see if okay if I adjust this if I. You know, strength. If I adjust, you know, the course length. Well, how how have you guys done? And I can look at you know as many as few as four or eight rounds. I try to do, try to do more the uh, the better. But 
Um, some of these guys haven't done well uh, or haven't been playing long enough to uh, to warrant that, or some guys have really really improved. So it's interesting to to kind of cut it down. But uh, you know, I have a lot of thoughts in my head about okay, well, th- this is the thing I think, and you know, and having the the information, the numbers to kind of back it up, or or say, oh, actually, this guy has done a lot better than I remember. Maybe he had you know a really bad Sunday that kind of threw his through his uh, you know memory off in my head a little bit, but. Um, you know, it's just it's just a good balancing thing to to kind of use some information not only from what I've seen and, and tr- you know current form, but how have they done on different courses? Because some guys will struggle at a certain for, a certain course, but whenever they end up at one that's similar to the one we're at this week, will pop. And so that's that's kind of why I like to to take advantage of that. Yeah, I love all the. Uh bent grass, Bermuda grass, putting surface uh, data that you're mm-hmm. spewing out here. This is amazing. And um, listen, if this model really starts to work here, look, can we just take this offline and never talk about it again and move to Las Vegas? Yes, that, yes, yes. That, we'll, we'll, okay. we'll, yeah, I mean, betting is becoming uh, legal everywhere. So, yeah, we should be able to live wherever we live. We can True. make little trips to uh, to Las Vegas when we need to um, and just become multimillionaires. You know, that's that's the ultimate goal. Okay, that's I was hoping to hear that answer. Um, I, I, I think I agree with Chesson Hadley here because you know I love the ball striking and approach mm-hmm. stats. He's 19th in ball striking now on the season, 24th uh, in strokes gains approach. He's one of those guys again profiles as a, just not a great putter, but he's always kind of mm-hmm. putting putting himself in position, let's say, and had a nice performance last week as you mentioned coming out of the hiatus. So. Um, I, I like the form, like everything about him. He's one of those guys I feel like, though, every time I, I go all in on him, the, the, uh, it's, it's, it's the one week where it's, it's off. But um, yeah. I, I, like, I like the stats. Or I, li- I like his uh, position coming in. And then also I think we're both big Harry Higgs uh, supporters. So he would probably be uh, my second pick. Matt Wallace, mm-hmm. I think I, I keep wanting – I keep trying to, like, will this into existence. And it's just <laughs> – it's not necessarily uh, happening. So I don't – I may have to go off it for a little bit, but um, yeah, I, we both liked him, I think, last week as one of the uh, Euro players who is, again, played really well on the Euro Tour, but, but is now taking the next uh, step on the PGA Tour and trying to be successful here. So I think he will eventually maybe just hold off for a few weeks for him there. So yeah, I'm Hadley with you and then maybe Higgs. So let's yeah, get... I- I do want to throw out one guy that didn't make uh, your list, but I think is is definitely a guy that I will be targeting, and I've already uh, backed with a uh, top twenty bet, and that's Emmanuel Ugrio, mm-hmm. um, a guy that in my model does really well. Um, he uh, obviously at sixty eight hundred is a really nice price tag. Uh, he just has to putt well, and obviously that's a thing that yeah. um, he doesn't do great with. But you know, uh, last week. He uh, lost 6.4 strokes on the on the putting surface. This wow. is a guy that you know w- once in a while that that does happen, and he has a really bad tournament. But for the most part, he's usually either plus one or minus one um, in, in terms of strokes gained uh, on the putting surface. Uh, so that's that's something to watch, as you know that will probably kind of balance out like it's supposed to and if he gets hot with the flat stick everything else says this guy could pop like he's in my model he's sixth in terms of strokes gained 
uh, fourth tee to green, fourth ball striking, second on approach. This is a guy that when he's hitting his irons well, uh, should be in position and is a guy, you know, at sub 7K um, that that I will keep gravitating towards uh, as the as the week approaches. And I'm glad you mentioned him because um, on fakepigskin.com, every week I sort out the field by kind of their ball striking and strokes against approach rankings. And uh, he's always a guy at the top. So like you said, it's just his putting. Everything is all around game is pretty much solid up until then. Um, and if he gets that putter going, he's absolutely going to be a guy who could be, you know, one of those late tee times on Sundays. So um, yep. I, I like him as well. I always tend to um, lean harder on ball strikers. He's kind of profiles like a Chess and Hadley, the guy we just talked about. So um, yeah, Grillo's guy, I, I'm always kind of every week I feel myself like, yeah, I got to throw this guy in there. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but his price is so uh, attractive that um, it works out nicely there. So let's talk about 7K exactly. I have four golfers. Um, your boy Danny Lee. Mm-hmm. Kevin Streelman. Luke Donald, which might you might be able to name this tournament after. Mm-hmm. And uh, Alex North. Man, it's... Luke Donald's stats. Yeah. Luke Donald's stats like scream play him. Um, This is a guy that in my model is first on approach. He is fourth overall. He is six tee to green. In his only place he struggles is off the tee. Now I need you know assuming he's splitting fairways and not ending up in the rough, he should be fine. This is a guy that has done well. This is a guy that used to be like. The, one of the elites, and obviously that isn't the case anymore. Yep. Former um, number one, wor- former number uh, one in the world. Yeah, but this is a guy that uh, you know we haven't seen since the Honda, but had uh, 8.3 strokes gained. Uh, struggled a little bit off the tee, but was killing it literally everywhere else. Um, has played the AT&T program, which is at Pebble Beach, which is very similar, obviously coastal course small greens um and has had some you know decent success there putts really well there um so you know i don't know that i love anybody but uh he's a guy and and alex norton's a guy that you know from swing season that i i kept gravitating towards um so he's you know in this range i I think both those guys are are interesting targets yeah and you know the luke down thing is so it's one of those weird golf like player and course things that I don't necessarily can't explain it. It's like, it's like Rafael Nadal and clay, right? Mm-hmm. Why is this guy? I mean, his record here, just to give some context, so he's 11 of 14 in cuts made. He has uh, eight top 25s, seven of those. He finished two or three and he has four runner up finishes here. It's, it's, it's ridiculous, and I, and I write about this as well on the uh, article on fakethinks.com, but um, it's just one of those weird things where it's like, why is this guy so good here? So, um, yeah, he has the course history for sure, and the other guy you mentioned as well I talked about last week is I am kind of – are you surprised that Norin is in this range? I am. Yeah, I don't know. Like, are you you're surprised that he's this low, or you think he should be I, – I think he should be around, like – I think he should be around the $8,000 range. I feel like he's one of the, like the better European players who yeah. is is really just trying to 
trying to think of like a comp right now that I would compare him to. Um, maybe not as good as Terrell Hatton, but yeah, um, I, I think but he's closer to him than he is to this range, I guess. Yeah, and on my model, he pops. He's uh, 13th, and uh, his biggest struggle is on the on the putting surface. So if he puts well, um, he's another guy like Emmanuel Grio um that could absolutely be in contention be in the mix and and be a contender come sunday so um yeah no i like i like norn quite a bit this week okay just for uh for uh reference here uh kevin streamland has some nice course history um seven for nine in cuts made four of those were top 25s three top tens so um and he's this is kind of an annual stop for him so he plays here all the time um let's go on to do you have anything to add nope that's good 7k low here so this is like 71 and 7200 i i several guys here um about seven or eight brian Harmon, christian zeta note i did that right again. Note. did that right uh luke list re-enters the uh tour schedule just one on the corn ferry tour last uh week Yes, Graham, Graham McDowell, Cameron Smith, Lucas Glover, Maverick McNeely, who everyone loves, and then uh, the Wiley veteran Jim Furyk. Give mm-hmm. me, give me your, you know, one or two favorites from this group, uh, or or someone that is outside of this group. No, you have some, you have some good names in this group. Uh, two two targets for sure. Uh, Golden Graham, Graham McDowell. This is a guy that does really well on coastal courses a guy that does well when the wind is a little bit stronger um, has won at pebble beach um, has had success um, at this tournament uh, mm-hmm. you know obviously an older guy doesn't need to crush the ball off the tee to be interesting this week um, so i like him quite a bit um, and in that mold jim Furyk, um, you know he's not sexy He's not probably, he's probably, or I can almost guarantee you he won't win this uh, tournament. But in terms of what he's going to do for you at his price tag, um, I like him a lot this week. Yeah, um, those guys have uh, both former winners, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Graham McDowell won in 2013. Uh, Jim Furyk won in 2015. Not that long ago, right? Um, and he also won in 2010. So um, Furyk has great ball striking and approach numbers right now. Graham McDowell also 18th in strokes gained approach on the season. So um, like you said, this is a course where that that shorter tee game that they have, it's really kind of null and void. So um, I like those suggestions. I, I will say um, I'm leaning outside of maybe those two, which I, I agree with. I think I like Luke List um, when he's confident and he kind of mm-hmm. has really solid form. Uh, he's shown that he can contend in some of the the better fields um he's just kind of he has really crazy ups and downs so yep. i think i think he's kind of working his way back to um getting i'm not not entirely certain of what his status is as far as his tour card he might not have it right now and maybe he's earning his way back but that win on the corn ferry last week go a long way so um he's kind of a guy i pull for too i just i, I think uh he's an interesting story as far as uh, one of the un- more unknown pro golfers so um sure yeah and of- he's He's one of the guys that um, you, you, you'll want to look at what your lineup is. Like a guy like Siwoo Kim, a guy like Luke List. Like these are guys that if you're looking for upside, if you're looking for potential to pop, if you're looking for 
you know, kind of GPP difference makers, they're definitely in that conversation. If you go a little more aggressive at the top with guys that, you know, have a lot more upside but have, you know, you just need guys that can make the cut, uh, Jim Furyk makes a lot more sense. Graham McDowell makes a lot more sense. So it's really about line of construction and, and how you have your teams kind of set up for the week. Yeah, and um, just looking at this group in terms of Vegas odds, uh, kind of interesting. Anything jump mm-hmm. out to you? Uh, I mean, uh, a Jim Fiore top 10 or a, a, goal, a Graham McDowell top 10 uh, or top 20 would, would probably be where I'd go. I don't know if I'd take any of them to, to win outright. Okay. It, so for all these guys, they're either 130 or 100 to 1, except Brian Harmon somehow just edges out at 70 to 1. Kind of mm-hmm. kind of, kind of like Maverick Benili last week when we talked about it. And so why, why is this guy all of a sudden just clearly jump out like, 30 to 60 uh, points ahead of the odds. Kind of, kind of odd, but um, yeah. And when I see things like that, Bobby, that's what makes me re-examine. That's what makes me consider that person a little bit more. And you know, sometimes there are players that can pop and can do really well, but also can be not very solid. Um, and and so that's why you know their odds are higher because they actually have a better chance to win, even if they have a better chance to miss the miss the weekend. Uh, Harmon pops in my model. He's 34th. Um, does does well off the tee. Uh, his approach game isn't great, um, but you know can putt decent enough. Um, and his tee to green and his his ball striking is right there. So. Um, if he, you know, putts decent, you know, well, I, mean, I feel like I'm saying that with every guy, but you know, that really <laughs> is, that really is a key. And obviously, you know, putting is one of those things that, you know, can come and go, you know, like the wind. So nobody really knows, um, exactly how well they're going to do. Obviously there's guys that are a lot more consistent guys that do better on certain surfaces, but, um, you know, Harmon, Harmon putts just a little bit better, uh, continues, uh, you know, with his solid ball striking. Um, and, and he becomes a guy that, that, you know, a top 10 isn't crazy, a top 20 isn't crazy. And, um, you know, we've seen randos uh, and, and guys that aren't necessarily in the consciousness of, like, not, you know, hardcore golf fans uh, win this, win this, um, that win this tournament. So, you know, Harmon's definitely a guy that, that uh, I will be examining further. Yeah, and he's, uh, just for reference, you know, course history. Uh, he has a nice record here. Uh, six for nine cuts made, three top 25s, two top 10s. Um, so maybe that maybe there's something there. Just kind of jumped out a little bit. And also, mm-hmm. um, I kind of pull for him because he's uh, he's short and he doesn't have any hair, I believe. So that, that kind of, <laughs> we're, we're kind of kindred spirits. So, um, yeah, we'll see how he does. I, I thought it was a little interesting to see him at 70 to one there. Uh, all right, let's get to uh, kind of, all 70 these are guys who are all 7300 uh it is harris english who i really liked last week ended up missing the cut sergio garcia our guy adam hadwin and ryan palmer this is an interesting range um hadwin is a guy that i like a lot in this range i think can can be you know can definitely pop uh sergio is a guy that i don't know what to do with like I feel like people might not really be on him and, and maybe I don't go too heavy over, you know, too, too many lineups using him, but, um, he's definitely a guy that I think can have success at this course. Um, and his miscut last week will, will hopefully keep the, the masses off him. But, um, yeah, I don't, 
I, I mean, what do, what are you doing with Garcia? Because, uh, you know, in terms of Hadwin, like everything is amazing, and as long as he's around, around the green play is good, um, he should do well this week. Yeah, I mean, in this group, I'm going to continue. Um, so I like I like Harris English as a bounce back guy, and I like uh, Hadwin just kind of continue a really really stellar season that he's having. Um, one of the one of the hotter golfers going into the uh, shutdown. So I and he, he still continued on um, a nice season last week. So I I for that I'm just gonna I'm kind of ignoring surge here. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't know. I'm, I doesn't do a lot for me. He never hasn't played here. I don't think since it's it's been a long time. His best finish here was um, a T19 in 2002, which might as well be 100 years ago. <laughs> um, he's he's one for three overall here. So I, I don't know. I, Sergio, I, you know he has easily the, he still has the ability to be top ten guy, um, it, yep. con, contend. But um, I'm kind of waiting and seeing. I I'm I'm more leaning in the direction of Hadwin. I, I think he's a guy who again his best golf is in front of him. Um, he's a guy who I think is going to be getting to that tour championship type season here, maybe this year or not next year. So um, I'm happy all the way here. Yep. Yep. I, I like that call. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely on board with Hadwin this week. Let's move to, this is now 74 and 7,500. There's about seven, eight dudes here. Um, it is Harold Varner the third coming off a really nice performance last mm-hmm. week in, in the return. Joaquin Neiman, who uh, I just can't quit. Corey Connors, another guy who um, each week loved the ball striking. He, he finds finds his way into a ton of my lineups. Bubba Watson, Ben Ahn, Joel Dahman, and JT Poston. And this is, a, this is an interesting group because this is guys that were in lineups last week. He's um, you know performed well, um, made made you know made, like Corey Connors was great to me. Ben Bubba Watson, yep. I didn't yep. think would pop as as much as he did, and he was really good. Uh, ben Ben on is a guy that I always find myself uh, gravitating towards. I mean, to yep. be honest, like uh, if if you used a couple guys in this range, I wouldn't I wouldn't you know. I wouldn't, uh, you know, think anything less. But uh, Ben Ann is a guy that I will be turning to this week. Um, and, you know, I have to really pick my spots. I can't use all the guys like uh, Emmanuel Agrio and Ben Ann and these guys that do everything really well. And it just in Corey Connors even. Um, and, and if that if that putter comes through, they're awesome. So uh, Ben Ann is a guy that if his putter pops, uh, he could win this tournament. Like. That's how good he is, and you know his ball striking is great. His uh, is you know, I just he's a guy that I, I like a lot. Yep, sharp sharp iron game from Ben on um, 55th in strokes gained approach on the year right now. Um, and yeah, like you said, he can he's shown the ability to contend at any venue. So um, he's always a guy. He's always a very intriguing guy because he never gets that. They never bump his price in a way where it, you know it's like 8,800. It's always in this nice, attractive range where you go, eh, okay, yeah, yeah, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it, like, and this is what makes this range so interesting. And I just always kind of revert back to just staring Corey Connors and Joaquin Neiman in the face. Um, 
they could they came through again last week both of them um and nothing necessarily special connor's flirted with contention but i think mm-hmm. one thing about connor's and uh, someone else we're going to talk about um in the next range is connor's is like really over the last 12 months of golf uh, over two seasons he's one of the best 25 guys playing mm-hmm. he, he really is um yeah and just to see him down here you know he he was a tour championship guy last year um so to see him down here still i'm kind of like this guy just still does not get the uh kind of the recognition uh that he deserves from DraftKings. god damn it so um look i i think he should be more closer to i would say eight thousand to eighty five hundred if they were pricing yep. this out accurately so I still have a ton of value with Connors week to week. Uh, he's going to find his way into lineups. Not only is he making cuts, but he is. He was flirting with um, being in the mix last week as well. And then Neiman's just a guy I talked about last week. All the talent in the world. He's already won on the tour uh, this year. He was, I think he won the first event of the season at the uh, military, uh, the Greenbrier military tribute. So, um, yeah, he's just going to get better and better. And, uh, yeah, it's Neiman and Connors for me from this range. How anyone else that I didn't mention, Kyle? Uh, no, I think we I think we definitely hit on the uh, the guys, especially in terms of this reach. I think you hit on hit on the guys that I will be uh, targeting for sure. Um, you know, and and you mentioned some of these guys that are mispriced, like Corey Connors. I will take that mis you know the mispricing all day if it right. makes lineup builds easier for me. Um, I'm able to stuff more studs into my lineups. I will take that and take advantage of that all day long. And uh, once they adjust, then I'll have to adjust at that point. But um, give me that value. Yeah, and you tell me. I don't know if you've looked at some of the ownership data. Um, was Connors one of the more popular uh, players? Last uh, week? Let me let me take. Oh, last week. Uh, or even project. <laughs> or even. even projected if you want yeah let me let me i'm pulling up the uh the ownership projections for the week and i can give you an idea of um who some of the most uh, interesting players are obviously you know we're recording this on tuesday um so you know in terms of guys that are going to be really popular um there's still a lot of kind of adjusting um but yeah i I, I always I always wonder what the community is doing because that's who mm-hmm. I mean they determine who who gets played right so yeah he's he's less than five percent uh, owned as of right now so he's going to be a guy that I think um, would would be a nice pivot and um, you know a good a good target if you're looking for for low ownership okay yeah a little surprising to me but um I guess I guess we all have our different approaches so. Yeah, um, well, and I think uh, it's always interesting to check, you know, obviously closer to the end of the day Wednesday, yep. uh, to or you know to see kind of where where the where the market has settled. But as of right now, he's uh, he's definitely available. Okay, well, let's. Uh, there's another guy I want to talk about the next range, um, who I think cool. is sim- similar to like a Connors, but just hasn't. I, well, I would say the price is catching up, but um, let's talk about. It. We have Jason Day in the next range. This is about 7,600 to 7,900, so mid to high 7K. Jason Day, Victor Hovland, Brandon Grace, Matthew Fitzpatrick, and Jason Kokrak. A very interesting range. Uh, Jason Day, I think, is a guy that can do really well at a course like this, uh, but he is a true wild card. Like he could 
you know, withdraw on Thursday. He could win the whole thing on Sunday. Uh, you, you know, his range of outcomes is all over the place. It was uh, really good to see Kokrak, like, kind of back in the mix on uh, last week. Um, and, and actually... That's my guy. That's yeah, because he's a guy that I think is interesting um, and, you know, has been productive, has had big weeks, um, but, you know, has kind of struggled uh, as of late. But, um, you know, in terms of his his approach numbers, his off-the-tee numbers, his ball striking, it's all right there, and it's all, uh, you know, he's another guy that uh, putts terribly, but when he putts decent to, uh, you know, above that, uh, contends. Right. And, uh, yeah, I, again, one of those guys – He's like a Connors to me. I think mm. Cole Craig is actually probably he's probably gotten enough play um, amongst players that his price is now up where it probably should be. Um, yeah. But again, another tour championship guy, right? I mean, when you when you start making tour championships, you're you're one of the 25, 30 guys, right? So yeah. um, he's playing playing really well over the last twelve months, and uh, it was nice to see him come out of the. Um, the break there and again turned in another really nice performance again flirted a little bit uh i think he was when he finished maybe two shots off for the lead for the for the was that correct let's see here i'm pulling up his i mean, i want to i want to say he was one of those guys who like missed the putt in 18 there was like a handful yeah, no, of guys he, he finished tied for third with justin rose and a few other golfers um yeah so it was basically he was one shot off the lead um last week and he was 18th at arnold palmer uh 51st at wg wgc mexico um 21st at farmers he made a couple missed cuts in between there but uh yeah i mean he's had some one two three four of his last we'll see four of his last seven he's had or four of his last eight he's had a, a top 20 finish so that's a that's a decent that's a decent run yeah and i think like you know just I think for casual followers too, like if you look at this group, Jason Day is going to be like the name that jumps out. But yeah. if you want, if you want the guy who's been playing like the more consistent, high-level golf, it's Jason Kokrak. So, yep. Um, so I, yeah, he's my guy here for sure. And uh, it, I'm sorry, did you make a selection? I, I was was it Kokrak? Kokrak's definitely a guy, um, and I think yeah. I mean, I like Victor Hovland. I think is gonna be a star one day, but I just don't know if he's there. And Jason Day is a guy that I think I'd rather bet at seventy to one than put in my DK lineups. I uh, agree and love that uh, Jason Day opinion there. So um, let's go to another amazing group where these decisions are getting now really tough. Um, mm-hmm. It is kind of mid to low 8k range and kind of the way they priced these out this week um got a little bit interesting as, as we get up here i they, they the 9k range had uh just they, they kind of thinned it out a little bit so we'll talk about it uh all right this group is gary woodland at 8400 matt kuchar 83 tony fino 82 ricky fowler 81 abraham answer eight even as well as terrell had eight even what say you uh, I, Ricky Fowler's just dead to me at this point, so I'm gonna. <laughs> he's just cross him off before I even start. Um, I hate to and, say, but it's t- it's t- like statistically, like nothing's there right now. I don't. All right, yeah, he's just like his numbers said he should have been so good last week, and he just wasn't. And he he you know his his number opened at 66 
uh, to win the golf tournament. It's down to 50, and that's just because people know him and he's popular. And uh, we really haven't seen him do much since what the players win a few years ago. So I'm I'm gonna go ahead and scratch that right there. Uh, Fino is a guy that like I want to like, and but I just he's a guy that's always garners a little more ownership than I want to be a part of. Um, it, the answer. Alan, you know, uh, Abraham answer is definitely a guy that pops for me, uh, you know, does really well. His, his kind of little struggle is around the green, but putts well, um, you know, has good ball striking, uh, you know, can get T to green does really well. Um, and you know, it's, I think he's going to be a guy that, you know, of the, the people in this group. Uh, is going to garner not very much ownership just because of the names that are surrounding him. Tyrrell Hatton's another guy that I really like, uh, but you know me, I, I love Gary Woodland. Uh, and if you look at the yeah. odds, you know he's thirty-four to one, where everyone else is forty or fifty to one. Um, as I mentioned last week, really good when he's clubbed down, when he's not using driver, uh, was in the mix until Sunday and kind of yep. altered a little bit. Was still a top ten guy. Um, and a guy that you know, if I'm, I'd rather, I'd rather spend up a little. I, you know, uh, I answer in Woodland in my lineups as two guys in this range. Um, I, I think that will happen a lot. Yeah, and I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, Woodland is a guy who was in my core last week, who um, just kind of picked up right where he left off. Right, um, mm-hmm. I think la- last year after that major in the U.S. Open, he's just, he's been consistently this top ball striker on tour right now he's ranked number one in ball striking seventh in strokes gained approach 64th in strokes gained putting which isn't isn't bad uh it's definitely above average so again not a ton of holes in the game and then follow up with that going another guy going into the pandemic who was red hot in another ascending guys terrell had he ranks mm-hmm. two in ball striking one in strokes gained approach and 31st in strokes game putting on the season, it doesn't really get much better than that um, from an all-around game standpoint. And, uh, you know, he's one of those guys, I think we talked about this during the players, some of these guys like a Sanjay M, who we'll get to in a minute, once they get this first win, the floodgates kind of open, and they you just see him going on tears. Yep. Um, and it, Terrell Hatton had that big win in the API uh, before the shutdown, and that's a huge tournament with a... You know, super deep field. All the stars are in that, and you win a tournament like that, you can win any tournament. And so, yep. I, I feel like and as someone guys, who had a fifty-five to one or sixty to one ticket on Terrell Hatton, I, I really appreciate him for that. They, oh, absolutely, I mean, yeah, a true hero now. Uh, so, <laughs> um, yeah, so no, I, I I love him. I think he's a guy who really should be closer to the nine K range at this point. Um, so, ton of value there for him. So, Woodland Hatton are my guys here, uh, just for a little bit of reference before we get out of here uh matt kuzier course history 15 of 16 cuts made 10 top 25s six top 10s and one win back in 2014 so um if you're just looking for um course history guys and that's your thing he's definitely uh familiar with yep yep he is a, a cash game darling this week too he is uh currently garnering the fifth most ownership at about 14 percent and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone else from this uh, this range here that you'd like to talk? Well, about? I did want to throw out one other name uh, that I forgot to mention. He's he's a little bit lower, but uh, 
Ian Poulter's a guy that popped for me yep. in my lineup. A guy that, uh, looking at ownership percentages, is currently fourth with almost 15% of ownership. Uh, so he's obviously going to be a guy that uh, you know me and several, every, pretty much everyone else is going to be interested in. Uh, but he is a guy in terms of numbers, in terms of what he does uh, on courses like this, um, is is a really attractive uh, option this week, and a guy that uh, if you're looking to bet, I think is 66 to one to win the tournament. Um, you know, top 20, top 10, I think it is a really interesting way to look at him too. Um, if you want to, you know, avoid that ownership, obviously there's better ways to go in that range but if you're playing cash or if you want some stability um i think he makes a ton of sense yeah also i don't have it right in front of me but i know i know i wrote about him in the uh preview on fakepigskin.com very solid track record here as well for ian poulter yep um so let's now get to i think the most interesting price range and some of these guys they drop they drop their prices significantly yep and so now it's kind of like a this is usually the 9K range, but it's now the 9K to like mid 8,500 range. So the names are, it starts with at the very bottom, Dustin Johnson at 8,500. <laughs> Brooks Kefka at 8,600. These guys are usually like no doubt five figure guys. Um, yep. J- Jordan Spieth, a nice uptick from last week. Uh, he's now 8,700. Patrick Reed, 8,800. Daniel Berger, the winner last week, also another guy maybe one of the hottest players going in and then um, capitalize on that coming out with the win. He's at 8,900. Webb Simpson, my nemesis, is 9,000. <laughs> Justin Rose, 9,200. Hideki Masayama is 9,500. And then the question I have for you, this is Sanjay M at 9,700. Is Sanjay M the safest play right now in DFS week to week? I if, mean... If, if you had to pick just one guy. Yeah, uh, man, uh, he is just, he's so rock solid. And like, even when he's not really even in contention, all of a sudden he pops a top 10 when he was kind of like 22nd going into Sunday. Um, yeah, I might go, I might go Justin Rose though. Like in terms of what I expect from him on a week to week basis, now that he's back to his tailor mates, now that he's kind of adjusted what he needs to be doing, um, I think he's going to be a guy that, we're talking about kind of in that not, not necessarily Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy area, but maybe like one half step, maybe with like the Xanders and Bryson. Uh, I think he's right there. And I feel like, you know, at 9,200, you're getting a huge cost savings. Um, yeah. I feel like he's going to be super re- reliable uh, and, and be like, he's going to go top 10, top 10, top 10, top 10. You know, top five, win, pop. But, you know, I just, I, I like him quite a bit. Um, my biggest guy this week, though, of this range, and I, I don't know how to feel about it, but, like, I keep getting gravitating towards Dustin Johnson. And I know last week wasn't pretty. And I know there's a lot going on there. But this is a guy that was dominating this tournament last year and went uh, six over in his final round. Still finished minus four, still finished top 30, despite going six over. So he was in, he was basically leading the tournament for three days, and then the wheels came off. So I'm, and, I'm and a then, little... And then, then a rough Saturday night happened, who we can. Right, right. <laughs> and I'm a little concerned that 
um, that he's going to have kind of like the heebie-jeebies and, and not be able to kind of adjust it. But he's the guy that I think of when I'm thinking, okay, uh, crush it off the tee to where he needs to be and then a nice wedge from like 160 out and, and then putting for birdies all day long. Like I could see him dominating this course, um, doing really well and, and winning. And, you know, a, a guy that I've already bet at 40 to one, a guy that I've already bet, uh, I think top five or top 10. Um, and I don't, I don't know that I'm going to go crazy with him in, in DK just because that, you know, kind of, he, he's a little bit of a roller coaster. Uh, but at 8,500, I'm going to have a hard time not finding a home for him in my lineups. Yeah, I mean, you're never going to find a better buy low, right? It's mm-hmm. You're never going to see this someone like this. Like him or Brooks, you're never going to see it 34, 41, or 8,500. You're never going to see it again. So um, you might as well hop on in um, while the getting's good. So I, yep. and, and I know the form is scary. Uh, and just a little side nugget on DJ here. Um, former winner of this tournament, who is, I think, mm-hmm. in the field again, Wesley Bryan. Yep. Um, I had a buddy who played in some sort of weird pro-am with Wesley Bryan, and he said, hey, who's the who, – this is a couple of years ago. He said, who, who's, who's the best guy on tour? Who's the best player? And he said, hands down, DJ, it's not even close. <laughs> it's just, so just, it's just coming from another pro, it was very interesting to hear him just go, oh, it's when, when he wants to, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not even close as far as talent and ability. Um, he's the guy, so – I was like, oh, that's interesting. So, yeah, okay. So, um, you know, for the people out there, I think you're right, though. I think if he, like, if he is motivated, um, he could he could absolutely go out and win any tournament yep. he plays in. So, um, yeah, I always I always think of him and Rory as the guys who are just, uh, in terms of sheer ability, they're the best players. It's just a matter of kind of um, the form and the, and, the, and, the, and the mentality of that week. Yeah, when, so, Rory, when Rory plays up to his best, he's – Tiger-esque. Like, he obviously, the reason why Tiger is so good is because every single week he was able to play that amazing. But uh, Rory is, you know, and obviously we saw Sunday, he was a guy that uh, was playing really well until Sunday and kind of collapsed. But when he is going, when he is doing what he can do, Rory, I think, is in that conversation with DJ. You know, just someone like Justin Thomas might be a better week-to-week player and thus might be somebody that you consider the best player but uh if we're talking about the potential upside and ability to just run away from the course i think rory and, and dj are definitely in that mix yes i and we'll, we'll get to rory as well um so mm-hmm. for the, for this range um i my head kind of still exploding uh i it was really like him hideki patrick reed even now i'm just like yeah. Hideki's a guy that I like. He was he was the guy winning the players after the first day, right? And obviously we haven't seen him since then. But you know I, I think he he is good. The one thing I will tell you, Bobby, is the two uh, projected highest ownership players uh, come from this range, and they are both listed on your sheet. Are is one of them Webb Simpson? One of Webb Simpson is currently projected to be the highest owned player um, oh, as, as of Tuesday. Dear so God. so people are going back to that well. Uh, well, th- so. that's the thing, you know. I I you tell me like I always look for like hey the prime bounce back candidates, right? Like everyone it happens, right? Even the best players 
they're going to miss two to three cuts a year. It just happens. Um, yep. And so that that's why I go, all right, do I do I just say, hey, you know, it happens, or do I, this is my anger and um, all my frustration from last week carry over, and I, I shun Simpson for another week. Uh, you gotta be well, like a good. You gotta be like a good cornerback, Bobby. Last play is the last play. All we're all we're focused on is the next play. Gotta get ready to make make the next play. That's all we gotta do. Okay. Well, I haven't shared a line. I'm gonna share a line with you eventually that um at the end here. But I, okay. I it's gone back and forth. I, I I still haven't decided. But um, webs in and out every five minutes. So okay. Um, I think if I had to, uh, my top two picks from here. I think I think M is the safest play week to week um of the entire field any field and then i might go read that price floor ceiling. i love patrick reed i that, love patrick reed. that price floor ceiling combo might be the best there is so yep. um, and yes also people hate his guts so i don't think a lot of people like to play him so there yep and i'm totally on board uh the one thing i will say is if you want to start your lineup sung jay and webb simpson like i have no problems with that i think it makes a ton of sense Yep. Uh, you just got to find players in the, you know, below there that you're being a little different. You're looking for, you know, that's where a guy like Siwoo Kim makes a lot more sense uh, as a guy who can pop from the, the lower price tag um, and, and be that difference maker uh, that helps you win. Absolutely agree with that. And um, we are on to the final grouping, and it is the five figures. There is six gentlemen five figures this week they are at the bottom colin morikawa getting in that five figure range at 10k even xander shuffle 10-2 john rom 10-5 bryson 10-7 the new and improved uh, incredible hulk bryson 10-7 <laughs> and uh jt 10-9 and then rory of course at the top at 11,300. bryson worked out well for you last week uh you sure did you sticking with him uh, I love Bryson. He is a core piece this week. Um, and this is actually a, a really good range, Bobby. There's a lot. I mean, like, I wouldn't blame anybody for going any of the ways. Like, John Rahm is a guy that I may try. I might try and squeeze two of these guys into my lineup. Um, and a, a starting Bryson, John Rahm is, is a way that I'm considering. And then, you know, diving below that kind of nine 9K range. Um, but John Rahm lost five strokes, five plus strokes putting last week. Um, and that's not something John Rahm's ever done in his career. He's a, you know, he, he's traditionally no. a, a much better putter. So I expect the putting to come back. I expect him to kind of regain form. Um, and if that happens, then John Rahm will be right in the mix and, and will make the weekend and um, be a guy that, you know, I'm on my model you know absolutely pops and has a great ball striker and uh you know putts well he, he's gonna he has the ability to win um and is in this range for a reason xander's another guy that you know this guy's gonna win a major this year that's that's one of my one of my predictions and um i think is is freaking awesome and colin morikawa is proving he belongs here and proving that he's not only uh wildly consistent but has the ability to win uh, week to week and um, you know impressed me I was at the US Open where he kind of made his pro debut and uh, or I guess he went pro technically right afterwards but uh, you know it is a young kid that has a good head on his shoulders and um, I think is going to be a star in this game for a long long time and um, you know we talked about Rory and and you know how well he played basically 
through Saturday, and then Sunday, you know, the wheels came off. Uh, but I think, it, you know, if his ownership is, you know, right now I'm looking at his ownership, um, you know, he he's below a lot of these guys. Um, it looks like he's about 11% right now. Um, you know, I, I could find myself gravitating towards him as well. Yeah, no, for sure. Morikawa, going back to him, I just I think, what is it? It's, I think it's in his pro debut now, is it 22 consecutive made cuts? Uh, something like that just I mean and he was a guy who I think everyone knew was good coming out of college Mm -hmm. this has been a really incredible start I'm going to be looking at him and um, him and Berger this week to see if they can kind of I I just think it's such it's such an emotional and mental thing that they're coming off of that um, you can see Berger was really really choked up he I would I would uh, encourage anyone to Google him too. Like he was, he had an injury where he was almost like maybe had to give up golf, and he's mm-hmm. had to come all the way back from that. So uh, you could tell that he was really kind of moved by the win last week, which is a cool moment. So I'll be interested to see him and Morikawa how they follow up. I, I just think it's a huge, huge swing to handle really with how young they are, and they still don't have a ton of experience. So um, I may stay away from both of them this week just to kind of wait and see how they handle the response to what happened last week but um just very very incredible stories and uh nice young players so and like you said uh morikawa 25th in ball striking on the season second in strokes gain approach um and it's just a putty right that's all it yep. is. so um yeah incredible incredible um so but this range uh i i agree i think picking one i like the rom for the bounce back factor that you already hit on Again, yep. four, fourth in ball striking, 48th strokes game approach. And like you said, the putting, super uncharacteristic. He's 14th in strokes game putting on the year. So he, that's not like him. Uh, I, I, he doesn't, I don't think he gets in the habit of missing back-to-back cuts. He's just not one of those guys. Um, so I like Rom here. He'd be my choice. And I think, does that do it? Have we made it through the entire thing? We did it. I think there's only one thing left to do. We got to give these people a lineup. All right, Kyle. Uh, look, this is. Uh, I mean, you tell me how this is possible. This loses. I don't. I, I don't. I don't think it's possible. But I said that last week when I was setting my lineup with Webb Simpson. All right. So is Webb Simpson. All right. So yeah, this is it. Uh, Corey Connors. Mm-hmm. Terrell Hat. Mm-hmm. Jason Kogren. Patrick Reed, Gary Woodland, and Webb Simpson. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to just like. You might want to cut that from. You might want to cut this from the podcast because uh, yeah, I think you just. I think you just did it. You, you found the Millie Maker lineup this week. Yeah, I mean that 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 can't lose. So uh, no, anyway, no chance. Anyway, anyway uh, that's that's what it is right now. Of course, you know things are subject to change. Sure. Stories. Like they always are with DFS. So what what are you winning with this week? I'm gonna go Bryson. I'm gonna go Xander. I'm gonna go Dustin Johnson. I'm gonna go Ian Poulter. I'm gonna go Emmanuel Grillo. And I am going with a real wild card, the bare minimum 6K, Mr. Bill Haas. (laughs) What is? Do we know? I, I I I some I'm sure I have his record here somewhere. Is he 
Is he good here? Is there any? What is there a specific reason we went for Haas? Yes, he. Let me let me pull up the numbers. Or, or is it cause... or is it just he was six thousand dollars? <laughs> well, he for his price tag for being a six K guy has had success at courses like this. Sure. He is you know seventieth in terms of strokes gain total. Uh, he's good around the green. He's top fifty on, in approach. Um, and if he putts well, then bing bang boom. I just need him to make the weekend at six thousand. Like if he makes the weekend, I'm 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 rolling in the the dough. Like it's gonna be money. So um, you know I, I when you when you're getting this low, obviously you know you're you're taking a little bit of a risk. But when it allows you to go Shoffley, DeChambeau, Dustin Johnson, Ian Poulter, like. Like he's gonna be a guy that if you want to do that, you know, stars and scrubs lineup. If you want to try and pack in as many studs, being able to throw Bill Haas as your first guy, getting you six thousand, and then going from there, um, it opens up so much. And and he's gonna be a guy that I'm gonna I'm probably gonna be overweight on, and, and gonna be the reason why uh, I don't make any money this week. Yeah, and look, it's another great example of why DFS is, it, it disproves the Rolling Stones because you can always get what you want. You just have to pay a certain price. And if you want, <laughs> if you want all those guys, you, all the other five guys you mentioned, which is insane, um, uh, and it also is part of Dustin Johnson being 8,500, uh, when you yep. factor that in, you can have your, kind of have your cake and eat it too, as long as you got a guy like Bill Haas there waiting for you. So, absolutely. Um, I love and if it. you go five of five of six with Bill Haas out of there, odds are that you have five uh, studs in there, or you know five really good players, and and you're going to be making money anyways. So, um, you know it, that that's another way to look at it. If he's the one that kills you, you should still be okay. Yeah, and if you're like me last week, you go five of six, and your most expensive player like Webb Simpson. Make. <laughs> so it works out perfectly either way. Um, Kyle, uh, this was great. I think uh, we're we're doing a nice thing. Um, I think. With with every week, you know, we did the majors before, but we're coming back. I, I, I like it because, well, it's like I'm kind of like celebrating this now because it's just so nice to have something back. So yep. Um, yep. I, as long as the uh, schedule permit, let's continue. Absolutely. Uh, and for anybody out there that likes NASCAR or uh, wants to bet on NASCAR, the angle of pursuit on YouTube. Yes. Uh, we, we break down every single race uh, We with our best bets with people to target where if you play over on DraftKings, uh that could provide value over there uh so check that out and we also talk fantasy football sports betting and, and a whole wide variety of other things yes be sure to check out uh the platform fakepigskin.com a lot of solid contributors there who provide all kinds of content something for everyone uh kyle this was a great time and uh good luck to you this week Appreciate it, Bobby. Good luck to you. I'm sure we'll be chatting between now and tea times on Thursday. That's right. Let's get that model popping there, buddy. Absolutely. There's been a lot of um, model talk in 2020. Hasn't there been? I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> um, you know, is it weird that I put Hans Zimmer Underneath a DraftKings golf podcast? Probably, but, you know. Look, I, I don't... It's easy when it's, like, the Players' Championship and the Masters and the U.S. Open. They all have their own, like, specific themes. 
maybe I need to go research the uh, like CBS or NBC Sports specific golf theme and, and lay that down. I don't I don't know, Mark, but I but I I do. There is something weird about me where I like to have something underneath the discussion. I don't know why. Uh, it, it's just me. It's not you. It's me. So um, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Kyle and I plan to be back for the next tournament next week. So, um, yeah, this is Swipe Right Sports. It is your sports pod hookup. I'm your host, Bobby Adcock. You can follow Kyle again on Twitter, at NotoriousKRO. Follow me on Twitter, at RealBobbyAdcock. Uh, the podcast is at Sports Pod Hookup on Twitter and Instagram. Check out that. Check out fakepigskin.com. Good luck this weekend. We'll see you.